Hello and welcome to Straight Talk for Real Life, produced by Hewlett Packard Enterprise. Most people would agree that the mental health impact of the COVID-19 pandemic has been quite significant. Our emotions are much higher than normal, so perhaps you've noticed that it's easier than ever to feel anger or sadness, depression, and worry. But times of crisis are not just a time of anxiety and worry. They're also an opportunity for us to show compassion to ourselves and to others and discover just how important that is to moving forward. This special episode is going to be packed with important information that you won't want to miss that will get you through today as well as through whatever tomorrow brings. Hi there, I'm Bob Peacock. Welcome to Straight Talk for Real Life. I don't know about you, but for many of us, during the past several months, our minds have been on a loop, constantly chattering worries and negative thoughts. Millions of people around the world have been helped by practicing something called mindfulness. You're in for a treat today. Not only do my guests have amazing insights and expertise in helping people cope with stress in times like these, they also have two of the most beautiful and calming voices you'll ever hear. One of the many company-paid resources available to all HPE team members around the world is the world's leading meditation app called Headspace. If you've given it a try, you might have even heard the voice of one of my guests today. Eve Lewis started her career in the ultra-stressful world of advertising. But then eight or so years ago, she tried the first-ever version of Headspace, and it changed her life. She joined Headspace in London in 2013, and then in 2019, she became the female voice on Headspace, heard by millions of people around the world every day, leading many of the guided meditations along with Headspace founder Andy Puttacombe. Along with Eve, we also have Tom Freeman, who is manager of global engagement at Headspace. He has been with the company since 2012. And both are joining us from their homes in California. Welcome, Eve and Tom. It's great to have you with us. We've titled this episode, Being Kind to Your Mind in Times of Uncertainty. What does being kind to your mind mean? Well, first of all, hello, uh, Bob, and hi, everyone who is listening, wherever you are, whether you're at home or, or perhaps um, back in the office. It's a um, real pleasure to be here, and I think... Bob, you so eloquently put in the introduction that you're right. I think right now, and particularly in the past few months, feelings of high stress, high anxiety, high uncertainty, worry, anger, frustration, like all of the spectrum of feelings and emotions have been very present. So I'm really excited to be here to kind of talk about how the benefits of meditation mindfulness can not only support us through these really challenging times, but support our mental health for the long term. And that's really where, um, you know, mindfulness comes in. And, and what I what we mean by what does being kind to your mind uh, mean is, well, at Headspace, our vision is to improve the health and happiness of the world. Mm-hmm. And we really believe that this starts with the mind. This precious resource that we all have but it tends to get a little bit neglected. I think we're all very good or we have a much better relationship with looking after our bodies than perhaps we did in the past, exercising, trying to follow uh, you know, a healthy diet. But when it comes to the mind, 
it's this intangible object and it's not we can't see it and uh, but it, it literally governs everything we do every action we take every word we speak every emotion we feel so we actually help you be kind to your mind by training in mindfulness which is the quality of being present with a soft and open mind I think when it comes to talking about meditation and mindfulness, the two can be talked about kind of interchangeably, but there is a really important difference. Uh, mindfulness is the quality that we get from doing meditation. So in the last few weeks, uh, last few months, I think especially so after the lockdown, I think it was so easy. And, and to be honest with you, I think it is so easy now to get caught up in those feelings of worry, of anxiety, of uncertainty. And these are all very normal feelings to feel. So we're not talking about trying to push them away. We're not talking about trying to resist them. But it is trying to take a different perspective. Because if we are spending so much time caught up in perhaps rushing ahead to the future, which I think for a lot of us, that's probably where we're heading right now, about what's to come, what's going to happen. And that's, again, very normal. Or likewise, we're perhaps staying stuck in the past. We're not actually able to be there for ourselves or other people. And I'd love to just share um, a stat, actually, that was uh, came out of a study that was run by Harvard in 2010. And honestly, when I heard this stat, I almost fell off my seat because it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy, really. So in 2010, they run this study on mind wandering, and it found as adults, we spend 47% of our waking hours lost in thoughts. Now that's a significant amount of our time not in the present moment, and I'm not suggesting for a second that all of that will be spent in sort of negative rumination. You know, it's great to daydream, it's great to imagine and think about amazing things that have happened in our life. But as humans, we have a bit of a tendency to go to those places mm -hmm. and get lost in thoughts of all the things that we're not good at, we can't do, worrying about what might happen. And that is 47% of the time we're not in the present moment. So for me, you know, taking time, giving ourselves permission to pause. That is the being kind to your mind piece. Uh, and so that's where the meditation comes in. So we need ways to remind ourselves to be present. And often you ask, well, can't I just be mindful all the time? And that would be great <laughs> if we could do that. But unfortunately, life's really busy, very stressful, and and so we need those ways to to train in being present and giving, as I said, giving ourselves permission to pause. That's been a real kind of lifeline for me in a way. I'm curious, how did each of you get started in mindfulness and meditation? But yeah, going back a little bit about my experience of how I actually got into meditation and mindfulness, it was about 10 years ago now, actually, I was uh, in my final year of university back in the UK. I did a master's in business psychology. And I went and saw a therapist, uh, which for me was one kind of hurdle to get over, to kind of talk about my problems. And after a few sessions, he suggested I gave meditation a try. And I was quite skeptical at first. I didn't know much about it. And after trying it for, you know, just a, a few moments, a few minutes, 
a day, I found that it really helped me in so many areas, particularly when it came to stress, but also having that sense, as Eve mentioned, around awareness and compassion. So I think when it comes to this question about being kind to your mind, personally speaking, this practice has been really helpful in terms of having that awareness in particular, like really noticing, taking a moment when I can see that I'm being maybe overly hard on myself, go for it, like going back to that idea of uh, an inner voice. How are we talking to ourselves? Maybe we're being really hard on ourselves and beating ourselves up when something didn't work out. And I think when it comes to applying kindness and compassion, it's really for me about having that sense of permission to feel how you're feeling uh, in the first place. And then remembering some compassion around, okay, how could I reframe this or rethink this to be a, a more compassionate way to, to talk to myself um, and kind of you know, really just look at it in a, in a more compassionate way. Um, and one other quick thing I found is being particularly helpful is to also just take a moment to remember kind of the good things or maybe things that I'm particularly grateful for. I think it can be so easy to move so quickly through life and not always take a moment just to check in around, okay, well, these things are actually okay right now. Oh, I'm really grateful for, for having these. And one quick practice I found that's been quite helpful is just at the end of the day, maybe writing down two or three things that we're grateful for or maybe good things that happened in our day. And that reminds me to have that sense of kindness in terms of, oh, okay, yeah, things have been going okay today. You know, of course, not everything is is rosy and, and right, but, but yeah, particularly I think there's maybe a few things there that really are important to remember and to not forget. Eve, how about you? First person to notice that I had been doing something differently <laughs> was actually, well, my husband now but my boyfriend at the time because he says I was much nicer to be around and that's kind of really stayed with me so similar to Tom I I started my meditation journey about like eight or nine years ago eight yeah eight years ago gosh I mean I lose track of the days now but I was working in a pretty thankless uh, industry and was incredibly stressed but I probably wasn't identifying that I was consumed by stress um, but as the sort of days and months wore on my sleep was so bad I was waking up with this like tight tight knot in my chest um, but I just put it down to being busy um, I'd had a um, pretty challenging time um, sort of a few years prior to that um, my father actually uh, uh, was an alcoholic and so there had been a lot of stress around in in my life for quite a number of years but I just and maybe it, it potentially is um I feel like Brits are quite good at bottling things up but um my sleep was impacted a lot of my relationships around me were breaking down and honestly it felt like my head was actually going to explode and I was talking to a friend who suggested that I try some meditation and a bit like Tom I was very skeptical and I think the words almost that came out of my mouth were like, I'm not one of those people. Mm. And honestly, it was because I had very little understanding of really what it was. I immediately associated it with being very religious, very spiritual, which if that's how you want to approach it is absolutely fine. It just wasn't um, something that I felt would be relevant for me at the time. So needless to say, I actually did go and see a therapist as well who also recommended I try meditation. So I finally did, and I'll never forget my first session. I was sitting in my apartment in London, 
and it was just 10 minutes and the feeling I got from just stopping, from just pausing, from sitting still, from not doing anything was so overwhelming. <laughs> I couldn't believe that just putting things down and stopping could have such an impact. So that was my first session. I mean, I've, you know, as, as I'm sure Tom will probably agree, meditation isn't necessarily always easy. Um, you definitely get a huge amount of benefit. And most, I would say most of the time, it will generally take you from a feeling of being pretty stressed and overwhelmed to feeling much calmer. But we are dealing with the mind and the mind is a pretty complicated place. So difficult things can come up. And so I think being kind to yourself throughout the journey is really important because there'll be days when you don't feel like practicing. There'll be days or months when you stop practicing completely. That has happened to me. But I think, and as I said before, um, when my husband noticed some differences well, at the time, my boyfriend, that's when I was like, okay, this is, this is good. This is yeah. something I should do more of because the people around me are po being positively impacted by this. And compassion is actually something that Tom and I have talked, uh, not only talked about, but been sort of working on uh, a project here at Headspace of thinking of ways we can bring more compassion, not only into the workplace, but into our own lives as well. For me, meditation has been an excellent resource at helping me to kind of deal with stress, deal with anxiety. But I think where I've had the biggest benefit is in it having that positive impact on people around me. So I'm able to perhaps listen um, sort of more, uh, I guess, present. I'm more present when I'm with people. Yes. Um, not all the time, <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. Um yeah. But I think if we're able to actually pause and give ourselves space and actually learn to, and how we sort of phrase this at Headspace is making friends with our mind. Because it's not about trying to change ourselves. We're not trying to become different people. But I think we are learning. It's about learning to accept yourself. And if we're able to have that compassion to ourselves, it then trickles out to other people. It's kind of like a ripple effect. And, you know, I think now more than ever, the world just needs so much more compassion because yes. we're so in, we're so inconnected into sorry interconnected in this life that we share you know we are part of a shared human condition right now the entire world is experiencing the global pandemic at, at at scale and many other challenging situations taking place around the world uh, as well so if we are able to bring those moments of kindness into our lives and into the lives of other people, I think we're in a much better place to know and or to, yeah, to take skillful action, both for ourselves and, and for other people. So I think for me, the compassion and kindness piece has been the biggest game changer. Oh, that makes, makes so much sense. And I think we've all heard about meditation. We all have an idea of what meditation is. Probably fewer of us know what mindfulness is. What is the difference between the two? And I know you talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but can you kind of go through each yeah. of those again? So I'm going to start with meditation. So meditation is the practice. That is where we intentionally take ourselves away to sit um, for, say, 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, however long it is. But we are really doing a practice. We are training our mind uh, to be in the present moment. We are 
reminding ourselves what it like what it is like to be in the present moment so meditation is really the practice piece so there's many different types of techniques i'm sure some of you listening have have used some of our content you'll know that there are um different uh, different techniques that we use but predominantly we use a, a combination of sort of calming and insight meditation so the calming piece is where you focus your attention on an object more often than not it's the breath and then the inside part is really where we start to notice how often we get distracted or how often we get caught up in thinking i think lots of people think that in order to meditate you actually have to completely clear the mind of all thinking of all thoughts of all emotions we're actually doing the opposite in meditation we're learning to be okay with the mind however it is so allowing thoughts to come and go realizing when we get caught up in and distracted whether we're running after thoughts or pushing them away and then coming back to the present so that's the practice part and then mindfulness is that quality of being present so that's really the piece that we want to take into the rest of our day now it's probably almost impossible to stay mindful 100% of the time in in your day the reason we need the meditation is to remind ourselves of those qualities that we we already have within us and then we bring that into the day so mindfulness is the um is the output of meditation really that is the uh the quality that we're trying to take with us into the rest of our day so is it true that you can you can practice mindfulness anywhere? You can be on the bus, you can be in your uh, car. I, I was was reading an article that said you can apply mindfulness even while you're washing your hands, <laughs> which we're doing more these days than ever. Absolutely. Uh, it's about bringing your attention to whatever it is you're doing in the moment. So whether you are washing your hands, whether you are riding a bike, going for a run, in a conversation with someone. Hopefully people are generally quite mindful when they're driving, just from a pure awareness standpoint. <laughs> but yes, it is the ability to be in the present moment, no matter what you're doing, bringing your attention to whatever it That's is. Terrific. Yes. So I'm just curious for both of you, how many times a day do you intentionally pause for, I guess, mindfulness probably more times than you could even count. How about uh, meditation? Um, good question, Bob. It's definitely a practice. And again, I think speaking personally, I found that over time, you know, at the beginning, it was really hard. The mind just wanders a lot. And also in terms of, you know, just coming back to the breath during the day, whenever you're doing what you're doing, particularly when you're learning this new skill, I think it's completely normal for the mind to wander quite a lot. But personally speaking, I have found that over time with practice, it's been really helpful. And I think, again, like it's really useful to separate meditation and mindfulness there. And I think, you know, just practically speaking, the question we hear a lot is, okay, how do I make these things part of my day, part of my routine? And, you know, if I may offer a few thoughts around, I think when it comes to meditation, you know, I think consistency is, is really helpful in terms mm -hmm. of time of day. Mm -hmm. So the headspace we do kind of suggest the morning as a time to do it. I think it's a good way just to, again, personally speaking, I find it's quite nice to start the day with a few moments and just getting some more calm and clarity, whether that is three, five, ten minutes. Um, so I kind of block out some time in the morning. And also as a team here, we block out time at 10 a.m. to do a, a meditation together over, over Zoom, which is, I think is just a really nice way of just having that shared experience of coming together and looking after the mind together in that moment. So it works for everyone in different ways. Some people we like doing it in a group. Some people prefer doing it on their own. Of course, it's totally fine. 
and also finding a space, I think, that works. And I think when it comes to mindfulness, again, of course, it can be applied to so many areas of life. Again, I think, you know, during this current situation, I think it's been really interested. And again, speaking from someone that's working from home, like I'm sure many people still are, like taking those mini moments in the day, I found it really helpful. So it might be washing our hands and just kind of being with those sensations uh, of washing our hands. But I've also found that, you know, taking a break, going outside, taking a five minute walk around the block, if, you know, if you can where you are and it's safe to do so, but just taking a moment, leaving my phone at home and just being present with the sounds going on, maybe the sensation of the wind or the, the sun uh, on your face, which we're lucky to have here in Southern California, but like really just, taking in what's going on around us, I think can be so powerful. And particularly if you're at a computer all day, those mini moments of going outside and just being present with what's going on around us, I think is really important when it comes to looking after our mind. And this is a practice that might start with, you know, just one mini moment of noticing uh, a sound or maybe some birds singing in the trees. And those mini moments, you know, through the day can add up. Absolutely. Eve, anything to add on that? I think the biggest thing is don't be too hard on hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. I think we've learned over over the years when we've asked members for feedback uh, in in terms of how we create new content experiences in you know at Headspace, and more often than not, most people have a really good intention around uh, wanting to make time for things like meditation and mindfulness, which is amazing and um, um, and really really great to hear. But I think when it comes to reality. That can sometimes be uh, at odds with each other. For me, I meditate in the morning because it's, for me, the mornings are my favorite time anyway. I love it when the house is quieter. I, I tend to get up before my husband. There's just a stillness in the air. But it's taken a while to get that rhythm. Um, I've really experimented with, in fact, just a few months ago, I was meditating in the afternoons <laughs> because I was finding that actually I was getting a bit of a slump uh, towards the end of the day and I needed a bit of a reset so it, it really is about playing around w- with what works for you and I think if you are new to meditation new to mindfulness new to headspace start really small um, I think the more pressure we put on ourselves to carve out big chunks of time in our day the more likely we are to maybe fail or uh, just not do it how we intended and then we get frustrated and then we just simply stop. So I think uh, we have the basics course in the app, which is a really good place to start with learning the fundamentals of meditation and mindfulness. And the sessions in the basics actually start as little as three minutes. Um, And I think finding the same space, if that's possible, is really helpful because it's, it's kind of your space. And the, the whole uh, showing compassion to yourself, for me, the, the hardest part of getting started is not finding the time. You know, you've got to make the time, I believe. Is that true? Yeah. So I'm so glad you brought that up because it's something that we have had. And I have made multiple excuses myself. I don't have time. I'm too busy. And really, you know, we all have a choice. Uh, we do have, for the most part, we are pretty much the sort of ruler of our schedules for the most part and uh it's if there is intention there to bring uh some mindfulness and meditation in um perhaps you you genuinely believe you'll get some some 
some benefit from it. Hopefully that motivation will help you make the time. It's a bit like going exercising or doing other things that you enjoy. You have to make the time for them because I, I've definitely been guilty of this as well. You know, you can be on Facebook or Instagram and suddenly 45 minutes have passed and you're like, wow, how did that right, happen? Right. So we all do have time. It's just how we choose to spend it. <laughs> yeah, that does make sense. Well, you mentioned a really important word there around intention. And yes. I'd encourage people to just take a moment maybe to think about their intention and their motivation, why they're coming to these practices, maybe even writing it down on a post-it note and sticking it on a mirror on your laptop or wherever you do your meditation maybe and just, just remember, oh, okay, yeah, I, I remember feeling a bit less stressed or having a bit more clarity in my mind when I sat for five, 10 minutes. <laughs> and right. also I think the other side of that is after we sit and do a meditation, maybe just checking in for a moment and, and just right. seeing how you feel and it kind of reinforce that intention. Like, this is why I did this. And okay, yeah, it feels good. Or I'm noticing this in my life. Or as you've said, other people are noticing this in my life right now. So just remembering that intention and also checking in afterwards, I think is a really helpful part of making this a practice that, that can stick. Yeah, it's, a, it's actually a really important part of the practice for being really clear about why you're taking time out and if you struggle to identify something for yourself maybe thinking about people that around you that might benefit from you being calmer uh, and more compassionate um, can actually be a, a nice way way to frame it and then as Tom said yeah the checking in piece is is really important that sort of assessment of how we're feeling and acknowledging it and there's no right or wrong answer I think that's a really important point to, to call out we're not trying to, as I said, create something. We're giving ourselves space to be who we are, fully accepted, uh, you know, and without judgment. If there's one positive thing that has come out of the past several months, uh, one study showed that people uh, felt strengthened relationships with, with family and friends. And there's really been an increased focus on mental health. So I would expect that Headspace and other similar apps have seen more people than ever giving meditation and mindfulness a try. What is the best way for someone to get started with meditation and, and to make it a part of their daily routine? We have actually seen um, a lot more, I think, across the board in terms of people being uh, interested in things like meditation and mindfulness. I think this global health crisis has really shone a light on not only the importance and the fragility of our physical health, but also our mental health. Yes. Um, more now than, than ever. And it's amazing to see how seriously this is now actually being taken. So that, that is good across all kind of levels. You know, just to, to give our listeners a taste of what that could sound like, uh, Eve, would you mind, is it possible for you to guide us through kind of a brief exercise, maybe one, two minutes that would, would, uh, let us know what that, what that would be like? Yeah, I'd love to, uh, let's do it. So if you are at, yeah, at home, um, hopefully you're sitting somewhere comfortable, but if you're not find a seat, uh, maybe on the sofa, on a chair, um, or you can sit. Uh, cross-legged on a cushion on the floor really whatever is comfortable for you and we'll just start by taking a big deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth and as you breathe in 
Just noticing how the body expands. And as you breathe out, watching the body soften. And you can just gently close your eyes. So rather than the mind needing the breath, allow the breath to lead the mind. So we're just noticing sensation of the breath. Just noticing where you feel it in the body. And if you need to, just gently place your hand on your stomach. And just following that rising and falling sensation. And just placing our attention on the breath for a few moments. the in and the out breath. Nothing else to do, just allowing thoughts to come and go. And then when you're ready, you can just gently open your eyes again. A little stretch if you'd like and maybe just notice how you feel. I know that was very short, but even just one or two minutes, just giving ourselves a brief moment to come back to the present moment can be quite impactful in our in our day. So just checking in with how you feel. Oh, that was perfect. Thank you so much for that. Um, Eve, I, I know that you develop so much of the content that we get to experience on Headspace, and there are still so many unanswered questions about this kind of new world that we're living in, and there's a lot of stress and anxiety because of that. What content on Headspace do you think that would be the most helpful right now? Yeah, thank you for asking that, and I think you know everyone's situations right now are going to be very different some people are returning to work some people are staying at home and that in itself is going to throw up um, a lot of feelings of as you say worry stress uncertainty so I'll start by saying that whatever you're feeling is is completely okay um, I think normalizing our feelings and accepting them is, is really important but in terms of the specific resources and, and tools that I think would be really helpful for people Again, if you are brand new to Headspace, brand new to meditation, definitely starting with the basics. Um, that is uh, the fundamentals of meditation mindfulness. It's a really lovely technique called focused attention. But if you really would like to get to very specific focused content around stress and anxiety, we do have a collection of content at the moment called Weathering the Storm. There are specific exercises in there, meditations, movement exercises to help with stress and anxiety and sleep. Very important. 
If you'd like to learn more about uh, how to manage anxiety on a longer term basis, I would definitely recommend our Managing Anxiety course. And the same goes with stress, our Letting Go of Stress course. Both of those are 30 days. So I said, don't feel you have to do it every day. You can um, perhaps allocate one or two sessions a week to, to, to those, but they dive into a much more detail and in-depth about how to manage our anxiety and how to manage our stress, regardless of what situation we're in. Our sleep section on the app, I think, is also very beneficial at the moment. Generally, when we're feeling stress or anxiety or worry, it can have a pretty bad impact on our sleeping um, quality or our sleep quality. Uh, and I would definitely recommend checking that out if that is you. Uh, we have a whole host of meditations, mindful exercises, but also just um, some sleep um, sleep exercises that will really help you to kind of wind down and hopefully allow you to have a, a better night's sleep. Um, but if none of that suits you, I would use our search search functionality in the app and you can type in what you're looking for and hopefully it will pop up with exactly what you need. Thank you both so much for joining us on the podcast. Mindfulness and meditation are valuable tools, especially in times of crisis, but you can use them in every aspect of your life. When you care for your own mind, you're more able to listen and have compassion for family members, friends, and coworkers as well. HPE has made Headspace available to you absolutely free. Maybe you've tried it in the past and you just couldn't make the time. Maybe this is a perfect time to try it again. If you're outside the U.S., you'll find a link to set up your free Headspace membership and many other resources on the Global Wellness page on HPE Insider. And if you're in the U.S., you'll find those links on HPE Wellness. Our thanks to Eve Lewis and Tom Freeman from Headspace. We hope this has been helpful to you. We appreciate you taking the time to listen in. Until next time, take care of yourself. Let's talk again soon.